0: You're in for a treat today. You're gonna meet two spectacular real estate agents, Lance Loken and Misty Soldwich, both top agents in their respective markets, making a killing on television advertising. And they're gonna tell you their story on how it's working and why one decision made all the difference in their business and brought them to the top of their market. I'm also gonna introduce you to Matt Wagner, my partner and the president of Radio Intelligence Experts. He's the guy that came up with the idea to put these agents on the map. Without his expertise, they would have never come from their 15th or 50th position in the market to number one. He's gonna tell you how he does it. I have to say that I was surprised, Lance and Misty, that you had both been with Rate for over eight years. I said, "How's that possible? I can't even imagine me doing this radius. How did that happen?" Well,
1: I mean, because it's worked. That that's why, and I I think it's really important in real estate or any business. If something's working, don't stop it.
0: And what way does it work uh, to, to you first, Missy? which way does it help you the most?
1: So, just all of the different components of of working with Matt and Ray. I mean, I think that it's it definitely brought me huge name recognition in the Des Moines market. Like I cannot, I cannot go to the mall. I can't go to a restaurant. I can't do anything without people going, oh, you're the real estate agent with Barbara on TV, or you're the real estate agent I hear on WHO, or you're the one on KJJY. Like, Everywhere I go, my kids hate it. <laughs> is that your mother on blah, blah,
0: blah? They?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Teachers, yes. Anytime they get introduced at the beginning of the school year,
0: they make a big deal of it. Yes. A local celebrity in your marketplace, did it buy you a lot of credibility? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's known, your face is known. They like you. They've seen you before. Credibility is, as a professional in your marketplace.
1: Yes. I mean, because there is definitely... The perception that goes along with it that I'm successful and that uh, that I know what I'm
0: doing. So they take your word on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Lance? Any different experience you have had or the same experience you've had in the nine years?
2: It's been the same experience. Um, name recognition has been huge. And when you say that you're associated with Barbara Corcoran, uh, you know, people just light up and they go, well, then you must be believable because you've already built up your name recognition in the past.
0: Do they, uh, when you go on a listing presentation, uh, do they see you differently because of your credibility being shown on TV?
2: My favorite listing appointment to date. Uh, I was at the house for fifty-three seconds, and the the lady opened up the door and she goes, "Oh my gosh, it's you, Lance. <laughs> You're really here. Just tell me what." Pro- Price I need to sell my home and what papers I need to sign and you're good. So I literally had the wow. piece of paper, she signed it, and I walked out the door. We got the listing.
1: Wow! And then it's really disappointing when not everyone's like that.
0: Right? <laughs> get spoiled after a while.
3: I'm curious. After
2: nine
1: years,
3: how many ideas have you been pitched for Shark Tank? <laughs> I,
0: <didn't push. laughs> I
1: oh my gosh! I had a guy come into my office. And he, he came back like three times in one day. And he had like this children's book that he'd self-published and it was horrible. Like it was, but he kept like, I, you just need to tell Barbara about this. And, and then he'd, he'd leave and he'd, and he'd like mutter to himself, well, that was a waste of time. And then he'd come back in again. There was something else. Like, if you do talk to Barbara, could you tell her this? And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Lots of, lots of that sort of thing. Lance, has it affected the average sale price of the of the, the property you sell?
2: Your endorsements definitely improved the the price point. We get homes that are 800000 and above whenever we uh, endorse by Barbara Corcoran.
0: And may I ask you, what is the average price of a home in your market? And for our listeners, would you mind telling us a, just a, a little tiny bit about your market, the size of the market, it's small town, big town, what the average sale price is?
2: So, we're in the Houston metropolitan area, and two years ago, our average sales price was two hundred and seventy five thousand. Today it's four hundred and ten thousand.
0: I so, can't take credit for that. Matt can't take credit for that. Do you think that's really been a result of the endorsements that you've done on TV?
2: No, that's the price that's the market price of the Houston area. Um, it's just gone haywire ever since the pandemic hit. Um, your price point is definitely above seven fifty. 800,000. The uh, luxury in Houston is anything 400,000 and above.
0: Wow, it's hard for me to believe. 400,000 doesn't buy you a studio in New York. You have to double. No. It's it. a closet. closet. Right. Yeah, well, maybe a little bit bigger than a closet, maybe. <laughs> Missy, has it affected your price point at which you sell at?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, when I was focused solely on radio, it was kind of the average Joe type type um, client that, that we get and we still do. And we love that, but our Barbara Corcoran uh, clients do tend to be like Lance said, 400,000 to 800,000. I've actually had a lot of commercial listings that specifically called out your name as well. And just this, this um, perception that because we are associated that I would, I'd have um, a broader business knowledge base, which I appreciate.
0: Like getting a little bit of a free ride, but you're not really, because you're paying for it all. Right. Uh, do you find it affordable? Do you do you ever like write the check and say to yourself, hey, you know, I'm not sure this is really worth the money. Honestly, please answer honestly. Yeah, no, you always do. no.
2: no th- this has been the best venture, business venture we've ever been a part of. You know, that. The average roi is three to one and then um it, it has increased and decreased you know over the years but it you know it's definitely been the best thing ever happened for us
0: does it extend does the credibility extend to your agents or solely to you
2: no it, it extends to all of the agents on the team so when they when they represent the loken group That's all encompassing.
1: How do you feel, Misty? Yeah, the same. I mean, getting into it isn't for someone that is fearful of making the investment because it did take almost a year of airtime for me to really, like, all of a sudden everyone started mentioning it. And one thing I always tell people is I knew we'd kind of, because we had to kind of play around with the time it ran and things like that. But Matt was great about helping like give that strategy. But as soon as I started getting complaints to our local board about my Barbara
0: Corcoran commercial, that's when I knew we were at the right place. It's funny, looking back at my career, it's when the whole real estate board of New York turned against me and packed together to get me out. I knew I was going to win. It was just, it was like so stupid, the whole thing. But I thought I was upset at first because everyone wants to be popular the girl at school. Right. In short order, I really understood what it was. So that <laughs> people oppose you. That's a great thing for me to hear. I love hearing it. Okay. Um, how about in the changing market with people feeling a little bit more insecure? Certainly the sellers right now are not quite as sure they're going to get their big price or sell as fast as they are. How does it play into that or does it not?
2: Well, they mature? sell with people that they trust and that they've formed relationships with. And because we're on TV with you, that relationships automatic because of the reputation that's been built already. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's taken for granted. And
1: I think in a, in a changing market, like a year ago, everyone like jumped into real estate and it really didn't matter if someone had zero experience and zero strategy because the home would sell. And now being with someone that actually has a track record and is successful is more important to sellers again. So I mean, I'm sure Lance agrees that a, a more challenging market is better for agents like us.
0: Even though you're making fewer deals, I mean, collectively, uh, nationwide, people making fewer deals, you still think it's better for the real estate agents to have an uncertain market as we have now? Well, for us, it gives us an opportunity to gain market share. Right. You need to steal market share from a larger competitor. Yes, so, yes. It is the best time to do that. That's the only time I ever, I ever moved ahead were in bad markets. I could never do it in a good market for some reason. Right. I tried just as hard. How about you, Lance? The same with you, you're Exact not
2: same thing. The the down market that we're encountering right now is a perfect time to gain market share because you, you th- strive to be consistent through this market so that you can thrive when it gets better.
1: Okay,
0: fine. Do you use it as a recruiting tool? Absolutely. How do you do that?
2: Well, when they go to our website and see Barbara Corcoran on our website, that automatically gains credibility. And then when you have the um, production behind you to to support what their dreams are, they automatically are attracted towards you.
0: And Lance, I'm curious, uh, back to uh, Missy's comment earlier, did it take you initially a year period for you to see results?
2: We didn't have our first closing for seven months after we started in the um, this media, and we didn't get real good traction until at least a year later. And the good news is, because we did our research, and I'm sure Misty did the same thing, we knew that we were going to have to be in this for the long haul, and it wasn't a short-term fix.
0: How much money did you spend on in the first year to each of you?
2: So we spent 144000 the first year.
1: I am glad I'm in a more moderately priced market than Lance. I, I was probably around forty thousand, so um, and our average sale price at that time probably would have been pretty close. But I mean, now my average sale price is
0: two hundred and seventy. At that time, it was probably around two hundred. So, Lance, um, how do you feel about uh, Misty getting such a great deal that you had to pay a lot more for?
2: <laughs> I knew what I was getting into with being in the Houston market. I mean, <laughs> prices prices are very high.
0: Would you say last question to each of you in your, in the pegging order of the agents or companies in your own individual marketplaces, uh, how much did you come up in rank? In other words, were you there at number 14? Now you're number four, or were you at 30 and now you're at number 20? How well-known are you in peck in stealing those market shares and coming up the rank?
2: Well, for us, we were in the, in the 100 to 50 range um when we first started with rate and now for the past uh 6 years we've been number 1 in the brokerage
0: charge that man a lot more <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and it's
1: for me too um in my board i was probably around like 10 to 15 somewhere in there and i've been number 1 for the past 4 years
3: i worked with somebody else before lance who is his rival who gave it up and lance it took a took about a year to two years mm-hmm. and i'll never forget the day that he passed him at the end of the year and then now it's just light years ahead and with misty i won't say i won't say who but she knows exactly who it was i was courting her and then i met misty and misty took took the uh took took the bait and she's never looked well- at
1: when when Matt said, Oh, I've been talking to such and such in your market, I'm like, sign me up.
0: <laughs> your competitive spirit. You ask well, no questions. You- of course I should explain for those people listening, the ad rates differ market to market. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. And Thanks thank you for giving us the right answers, even though know, I had no idea what you were gonna say. <laughs> Hey, Matt, i got to ask you, so listening to Misty and Lance talk about their very different markets, a huge market of Houston, a tiny market of Des Moines, tell the exact same story on the effect you've had on their businesses. How did that make you feel? I'm blown away.
3: You know, Barb, sometimes we get stuck in jobs we have to do, but when you have a career and you've got an opportunity to change people's lives, it's what gets me out of bed it's what gets me motivated every day because we're not the business of just advertising. We truly do change lives. And that's, I I tell people all the time, like if you don't work with me, that's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I have an addiction to be able to hit home runs and watch people's lives change because then they create more jobs for people. They get to travel. Many of them get to be off at five o'clock and off on weekends to spend time with their children. Mm -hmm. And you just can't put a price tag on that. To be able to change people's lives that way, is just so
0: amazing. You know what uh, struck me, Matt, um, more than anything else is to hear them clearly say they climbed from to one in one instance 50th position, the other instance 15th position, to number one in their market. Um, I really wasn't expecting that. I knew from dealing with the agents when we do all of our rate shoots, I knew over and over again, they were thanking me. I almost felt like, they made me like a queen, like thanking me for making me so powerful in my market. But I never heard anyone say they were number one. That was that's the big kahuna. If you're a competitive real estate agent, that's who you want to be, and that you can make that happen through commercials. Now, so you're the man behind the scenes that makes uh, agents climb the ladder and become the most dominant broker in their marketplace. Okay, I get it, but why do you think that works? I mean. I see it, I believe it, because I touch it, I've been doing it for nine years with you and happy to be doing that, and I too get that satisfaction. But why is TV so powerful if you're positioned as a spokesperson?
3: I think a couple of reasons. For one, people, they're hearing you, they're seeing you, and people love to see confidence. Mm -hmm. And when they see the confidence, not only of the agent, but then your confidence next to them, it's a double effect. And I think that definitely is a, a compound effect.
0: Do you think it, part of it is also it makes it a local celebrity of your agents? Absolutely. I mean, you think about
3: it, like think of State Farm. There yeah. you have like Aaron Rodgers is not going to endorse a local uh, agent. Mm-hmm. He endorses State Farm as a company. But imagine in your own local town, if you had you know a celebrity, you just don't see them interview someone local or mm. talk with someone local. I've heard that often you know, from people. They can't believe that a celebrity knows even their little town, let alone them.
0: So is rate most applicable to a larger or a smaller market? I learned from listening to Misty that what she spends on rate advertising is a lot less than Lance does in a larger market. Is it meant for a small market? Was that your designed for in the first place, or you wanted to have someone come up out of the grave and become the dominant force in a big market? What do you? Well, it's both. What was really, in your head?
3: I mean because. You know, in small towns, it's especially powerful. And remember, we started with other people like Sean Hannity, with Glenn Beck, with other radio celebrities mm. that where people had that effect already. So working with you was like next level. It mm. took it to TV where they had a visual now as well. But absolutely, we hear in small towns, how do you know this person or wow, that the marketing just blows them away.
0: And why do you think it takes about a year for the credibility to really set in and for the sales to start coming in and turning into commissions? Why a year? Everyone's a a little different. I
3: think some people have had stuff happen fairly quickly. Some people (laughs) it might take four months, six months, eight months. Remember, and you know best from real estate, even if somebody raises their hand, It still takes time to list the home, to sell the home, to see the commission check from it. To close the home. Right. So it's more, it's a process. It's not just an overnight thing. It's not like selling furniture. Yes. Right. And so I think that's part of the process. And it's also the trust factor. If you have to think about it, somebody could run an ad for a month. I know from the time I used to chase businesses to get them on the air, I wouldn't take them seriously the first month or two. I see. Because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this will be a short-term thing. will be gone see tomorrow, them, yeah. Right. When I see them for three months, six months, like, they're not going away. Mm. They obviously would stick with this. It must work. Mm-hmm. And if it must work, they must be spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I want some of that.
0: And give me um, a, a good feel for how many commercials, say, did Lance run in the first year? Did Misty run in the first year? Is it... 10 dozen commercials or were there three commercials? How, how, how frequently do they really appear on the people's TV?
3: Not as much as you would think. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're very strategic where we place it. So for instance, I've always been a big believer of know where the where the eyeballs are and know where the ears are. So for instance, you know, I might pick drive times on radio or right at the start of a popular show, Mm -hmm. or like we don't buy random spots. We buy the six o'clock news. Mm -hmm. We research which news performs better. So we know if that's the peak audience, mm-hmm. it's always easier to go where the best is. But do you pay more? Did it's you pay true. More for that? You might pay a little bit more, mm-hmm. but when you buy high frequency and you don't know where it's at, it, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. I would rather own. A, I remember learning from radio at a very young age. You know, either own a day or own a day part. Mm. Either dominate one day all day or own a specific time and mm. own it.
0: So you give these agents a specific piece of real estate. You drum again and again, the messaging app. Absolutely. Now, um, another question I very much am curious about, when I go to the shoots and pose with these agents and do the talks and the walks and everything else, I'm always amazed at the quality of the agents. And honestly, when I go, my heart's in my throat, I'm like, I know there's another 30 new agents today. I wonder what they're gonna be like. I'm always shocked at the quality of the agents. How do you vet the agents? Because there's a lot of agents out there who would like to be a rate agent. How do you separate? The good ones from the bad ones, so to speak, or they're not such good ones from the really good ones that you seem to have a knack for catching?
3: That's a great question. Mm-hmm. And it's been a process. Uh, what I've discovered early on is great people know great people. Ah. So this really got built. I didn't go to a lot of conferences where I would advertise. Mm-hmm. When I would go to conferences, I used to have a joke and say the best agents all out the, were at the bar after midnight. Because is that true? It's true. Yeah. They'd be talking shop with another successful agent. And if you think about it, and and, and I wasn't that bad early on, but what I learned was the good agents hung together. Mm. So that's how most of the people that we run
0: into how we've grown it. So the majority of the agents are recommended by other agents. Absolutely. And if
3: they're not, many times I'll recommend that they talk to another agent, not just for credibility. Mm. They're calling because they want to see is this guy really who he thinks he is. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking that agent, hey, check him out for me. Mm. What do you think of them? Do you think they have the stomach to do this? Do you think they can really do this? And they're gonna be honest with another agent. And I'll ask them what were their fears? What were they like? Mm. But then I also play consumer. I go on and I check out their website. I check out how many reviews they have. I check out actually when I call the office, what's the response time? Mm. How cost how friendly is their team? Do they have a team? Mm. I really go through a vetting process up front mm-hmm. because I know the minute they understand what this is, they're gonna want in. And I'd rather know beforehand, that I've done my homework, that they're in a position to grow and they've got the right mindset and they've got the right foundation
0: to build from. Okay, Matt, you've always been fascinated by radio. You've worked for 20 years on what is now iHeartRadio. It was a different brand back then, I think. Uh, but you had your idea to put two personalities on a radio show and they were a big hit. And I think for a lot of people, they'd recognize that as a lucky break. But then you ran with that ball. Tell us what you did after that. Because you are an inspiration in your own right, how you built your business. And did it after you're working for other people for 20 years? That's not so common in the real estate trade. Usually you do it in the beginning, you don't do it at all. So, how did that happen? Tell me how that lucky break parlayed into your business of your own. Well, what's really interesting about
3: that is I tried this with two other real estate agents before I finally found number three. Mm. And the first two failed, mm. but I knew the concept could work. I said not have the right person. So Great. when I found the right person, I'll never forget. It was in Oklahoma and it was an agent that he rotated weeks with another agent for the, for the full page ad in the real estate section. And he was 23 years old, a guy wow. named Jake Kinder. And I said, I know I could get him. If mm. I sit down with him, he was a 24 hour close. Mm. I had him under contract within a day because he got it. Mm. He understood it, he was competitive. And so, I, and I told him the whole concept of kind of an interview, making the celebrity, and and working, he just had a good website. Mm-hmm. I think that was also key. He had a good website that was ready for it, but then this is where the break happened that I wasn't expecting, is that I just joked to him one day over lunch, I said, how could I clone you by 30? I mean, I was already working with about 50 different, radio different clients in different industries, but when he said, you should come with me to Phoenix, there's a conference that's going on, and there's nobody like you in the business. So he was your ticket in. He plugs me from the stage. The next thing I know, the break happens. I get inundated with business cards of agents
0: saying, do this for me. And that was the day you gave him half your business. He said, you know what? I am so thankful. I'm going to hand you half my stock. Is that?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think he I don't think so. (laughs) Um, No, no. He was very, very supportive in the early years, and I'll be grateful forever for that. Mm -hmm. But just to be able to have an agent tell other agents, he understands our world. Yes. He understands how this all works, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, and then so from that point, I had to make a decision. I was handling about a dozen real estate agents. I was working. I was actually promoting three different music venues. And then I was also running advertising for about 50 clients on the radio. Mm-hmm. So I just said, you know what? I can't keep doing this. So I decided to break away, just focus on real estate. Mm-hmm. And then it just it's kind of snowballed and grown since then. And, you know, it, it's just been a, it's been a very they say the riches are in the niches. It's been a real niche business that's Mm -hmm. helped a lot of people. Mm
0: -hmm. May I ask you, at that point in time, it was all radio, not TV, right? Yes. It Mm -hmm. was about maybe a dozen
3: TV people.
0: And then what got you onto the TV end? Because they're vastly different. They're all media, but they're vastly different. You have to have a great knowledge of both, I think, to do well, especially buying time.
3: No, it's true. I mean, buying time wasn't the hard part because if you buy live events, you buy the news, you can figure out pretty quickly where, where the news is and where the best eyeballs are. But I think what the real key was, was the content. So often local TV stations, they do well, but it's not the same. Mm. I mean, we've got a great producer that, I mean, when you've got a guy that can produce for Oprah, Dr. Phil share with Chris Strand Mm -hmm. and our friend, he does fabulous and it just looks professional. But then when you can add a celebrity to it, Mm I'd always thought because I I had such good results with celebrities on radio. I've thought could I ever do this on TV? Mm. But then the challenge is do you have someone who's nationally known will they do it for individual agents? Mm-hmm. And you know how do you break it up? How do you make the whole thing happen? So when very, again, very fortunate break, we 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 met and you're willing to do it. That was the, that was the ticket in. It was unlike anything else that was ever out there for TV.
0: You were, as my recollection is you hired me to be a speaker, but then you cornered me before the speech and gave me your pitch. Um, do you know what I actually was sold on that day more than anything else? Your wild ass enthusiasm. I thought, I'm not sure I understand what this guy's talking about, but he believes in what he's talking about. So I'll give it a shake. And that is exactly how we got off and running. And, um, it wasn't a bad reason for for my getting in. I didn't know anything about your agents. I actually, at that time, didn't even question the quality of the agents, which I later learned they were great agents and they were top agents. Uh, but for me, it was, uh, it was probably a good guide to follow the enthusiasm because you were so enthusiastic. I figured even if you had the wrong pitch, the wrong idea, you're gonna figure something out, which is what I find on Shark Tank. Get the right entrepreneur. Don't figure it out even if the whole business has to be written, but get the wrong entrepreneur. It's not gonna go anywhere. So that was a pretty easy sell. You also brought your wife with you, who's attractive, sophisticated, and lovely. And she's right by your side. And I thought, he can't be that bad a guy attracting a woman like that. (laughs) But more importantly to me, is your, your ability to vet out and attract the right agents because then I have a, a certain pride of myself in associating and endorsing them and making sure I'm endorsing the right agents. How do you get agents beyond referrals or do you not? You just wait until agents refer in.
3: No, I, I do, we do our homework because sometimes there's there some that are kind of uh, you know un, undiscovered yet. Mm. And so it's the same thing. I play consumer. I go online. Now it's a lot easier because you've got things like Zillow and other products where they actually show you the 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 production however you
0: still need judgment right? oh no you still
3: do but at least you can see they're doing over 100 transactions mm-hmm. you know they're doing a certain level of business and then i look at their websites i, I look at their listings how many listings how how what's the price of their listings because mm-hmm. obviously if they can they can land a million dollar listing then they must be doing something right in their presentation mm-hmm. that's that's the first layer then i go the next layer of go a little bit deeper on studying them
0: mm-hmm. Would you you say that when you were a kid falling in love with radio, because I read so much about how much you loved radio, you lived for radio, would you have ever envisioned that the start of your business would be the radio, lead lead to TV, and you'd be in business for yourself? Because you were quite successful and quite productive working for a large company. Did you ever think you'd really go out on your own? I did.
3: And you know why? Because when I first, when I was growing in Chicago, I had the dream of having my own ad agency. Ah. And I fell on my face. In fact, the reason Misty's story is so close to my heart is that I moved to Iowa thinking I'm going to start my own ad agency. I fell you know, on my Iowa? face. Yeah. As I thought I'm from Chicago, I'll go to Iowa. Big man you know, on
0: campus. Yeah. You know,
3: and, and so I want to be a 20 grand in debt. I had to go through a collection agency. It was humiliating, oh. but I said never again. And mm-hmm. so what I learned was, that my dad was actually one gave me the advice. He said, attach yourself to a successful company and then progressively let them see what you're capable of, then go on your own and start your own company. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. So I, when I went to work for Clear Channel at the time, now iHeart, I studied what the best ad agencies were doing. I watched how they did it, I studied them, and I thought if I ever find the right industry, mm-hmm. I'll break on my own. And that's what real estate really did for me.
0: Well, my good fortune. Really, and the good fortune of so many agents across America. Well, I got to so, tell oh you,
3: I, I watched when I was watching Shark Tank. Back in my mind, I always thought, you know, I wish Barbara was still selling real estate because uh, I know I would have sold her. And so, who would have guessed? I never would have imagined watching Shark Tank. When you replied to that email and you, you were willing to talk, I'm like, yes. Yeah,
0: you knew you had me. Ah, uh, I you, didn't know you. You knew you had me at Hello. <laughs> I, I, I would do one thing I knew I was going to try I was going to work my hardest Well congratulations Thank on you Catching the fish <laughs> Thank you And that's all We have time for today If you have a question Leave me a voicemail On the Business Unusual hotline 888-BARBARA That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A You can also tweet it to me At Barbara Corcoran And I may just answer it On a future episode You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.